Hey Uni Church, I hope you guys are doing well tonight. It's such a shame that we're not in the university campus where we normally are, isn't it? I'm, I'm really missing you guys. I, I hope that you're responding well and coping well in the middle of this whole thing. You know, my guess is you might actually be coping well than, coping better than a lot of your parents and your grandparents because for you guys, you're still at that pretty adaptable kind of age, aren't you? I wonder if, has this whole period of time raised for you the question of what you expected from and what you hoped for in life? I've, I've been watching a lot of people uh, in my generation really, really having their lives shaken by this whole thing. Because people in my generation, we have spent the last 20 years chasing after five big P's. The, these five big P's, none of them the measure of success for people like us. And maybe, in fact, this is what you have envisaged for your future. But the five big P's that people my age and the generation above me have been chasing out, the first one is the paycheck. People have been working and building careers and climbing the ladder to get the, the biggest possible paycheck that they can. And then the second P that everyone's chasing um, is the postcode. When you buy a house, you, you want to buy the house that's closest to the beach and that's as big as possible, architecturally designed, everyone's going to be really impressed by. And of course, then you want to fill it with all of your possessions. You want to have the great lounge suite, massive television screen and the dining setting. And you want to, you want to have the, the possessions that go with the house. And of course, the, the thing that everyone also wants alongside this is people's prestige. We want people to admire us. We want people to look at our lives and go, wow, haven't they got it all together? We want people to follow us on Instagram. We want people to like us on the, our Facebook. And we're really looking for other people's approval, prestige. And the last one is pleasure. The idea that I can, I don't have enough money, enough of a success. I can just devote my life to doing what I want to do with it. That's the pleasure of being able to retire early or just taking time off from your study, time out of a career, to traveling for a year. The pleasure of those things. Those five Ps are what most people in life have been chasing. It's what, for a lot of you, your parents and grandparents were chasing. And it might be that up until now, this is what you imagined for your future. And just for a moment... COVID is actually making us stop and think about that as a measure of success, isn't it? People are starting to wonder, have I been chasing the wrong things? I lose my job when I can't go in and no one's actually reporting to me anymore. It makes people wonder, was devoting my life to the paycheck really worth it? As people are losing investments, as people are losing even their houses and thinking, well, I spent 25 years paying this thing off and now I'm losing it. Even our possessions, are you kind of bored with all your stuff now? You walk from one room to the next and you think, I'm bored with everything I own. And What's the point of a $10,000 lounge when you're only watching Dr. Phil on it anyway? You have a $10 lounge to do that. See, have we started to realize that maybe the things that you have been chasing and imagining for your future and that your parents and grandparents have spent their whole lives chasing are we starting to realize maybe those things are not the measure of a successful life at all? That maybe they're not the things that are worth really chasing? Well, look, in the passage we're about to look at, James gives us the measure of a successful life. And in fact, he says something here that's deliberately provocative. Have a look at James chapter 1, verse 9. He says, Believers 
in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation. Now that's deliberately provocative, isn't it? Even a little bit confusing. James says the believer in humble situation, uh, the person who's got none of the peace, no paycheck, no possessions, no postcode, no prestige, that person actually has a really high position. They're the one you should be envying. But the person with everything, the rich person, he says they actually have a low position. In other words, you can spend the rest of your life acquiring all five of these P's, but actually end up, his word, James's word is, a humiliation. It's confusing, isn't it? What does James mean? What is the, rich, the poor believer's high position? What is the rich person's humiliation? Well, look, it's all about what lasts. The real measure of a successful life is what lasts. And the five Ps won't last in eternity. Like what James says is, they're not even guaranteed to last in this world. So have a look at the long-term fate of the rich person in chapter 1, verse 11. James says, For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade even as he goes about his own business. Now, I want you to notice two things from this. The first person is, he's talking about the rich person who is not a believer. Now, how do we know that? Well, there's a couple of things. One, James makes a point in verse 9 of talking about the poor believer, believers in humble circumstances. But then in verses 10 and 11, he doesn't call them a believer. He just calls them the rich. On top of that, in chapter 2, he says, is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? You see, the contrast that James is making here is not just between the poor person and the rich person. It's between the poor person who is a believer and the rich person who is not. That's the first thing to draw from that. The same thing, though, is James's big point here is the peas don't last. The person who has everything, the person who spent 25, 30 years of their life building up all those five peas, they're really secure, don't they? Because they've climbed the ladder, they've got this great house, they've got all these interesting possessions, everyone admires them. That person looks absolutely rock solid, don't they? James says the reality, though, is they are a delicate flower. That's too great image, isn't it? Because flowers really are incredibly delicate. This is a flower that I picked from my own garden. It's a rose I grew. Normally I'd give it to my wife, but today I'm giving it to you guys. Flowers are incredibly delicate. It's so easy just to, just to pull apart. In less than 30 seconds, it goes from being beautiful to being nothing. And that's just with my hands. What James says is, every day the sun rises with scorching heat. And the plant, the flower withers and droops. In order to keep them alive, I've got to keep going out and watering it. James says the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. And James says that is what the rich person who is not a Christian is like. They may have all of the peas, but they will fade away even as they go about their business. 
That is, sometimes wealth and the peas don't even last till the end of our lives. And COVID is really showing all that, isn't it? People are losing all of the things that they have built their life around. They're losing jobs, investments that looked like they would be so productive are now so unproductive. Houses that people really struggled and borrowed a lot of money, they're, they're starting to have to remortgage and maybe even sell up. Wealth can be gone in a flick of an eye. James says the rich man will fade even as he goes out his business. Yet James's words here are actually slightly stronger than just this life. There's a hint of the final judgment in this passage as well. So in James, in verse 11 there, James talks about the sun which rises with scorching heat. That's an image of God's judgment from the Old Testament. So in Malachi chapter 4 verse 1, God says, Surely the day is coming. It'll burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And that day that's coming will set on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. Notice the same image there. The day, the withering heat, the, the plant that then uh, withers in the heat. There is a reality. At the end of this life, God is going to judge all of us. And none of the peas, no amount of money, will avail us on that day. The Proverbs talk about this beautifully. Proverbs 11 verse 4 says, Wealth is worthless on the day of wrath. But righteousness delivers from death. Proverbs 10 verse 2 says, Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. And so the person who has all of the peas in this life, but is not a believer, not one of Jesus' people, they are actually as poor as you could be. James says they're heading for humiliation. As a thing to build your life on, as things starting in your 20s now and building your life forward, those five P's are a terrible measure of success. They may not even last the rest of your life. They certainly won't last into eternity. That is the humiliation of the rich person. What does Jesus say in Mark 8? What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Answer, no good at all. But the believer, even the believer in the most humble circumstances, the one who trusts Jesus, James says they have something that lasts. We're only wealthy regardless of our bank balance here. So look what James says in verse 12, chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Here is someone who really is rich. Here is the high position of the believer. Look at how James describes them. They wear a crown. They're a king. But it's not just any old crown. It's not just a crown of gold and jewels. No, believers are looking forward to the crown of life. We will wear life itself as our crown. The unbeliever fades. We have life itself as a crown. And James says that is the measure of a successful life. 
This is the thing to build your life on from this moment in your teens and in your 20s going forward. In fact, this is something to boast about. See chapter 1 verse 9? Believers in humble circumstances all take pride in their high position. And the word there that he uses for take pride is boast. This is something to boast about. Now I actually think the NIV's translation there is really helpful. Because he doesn't mean boast the way like an eight-year-old. But you know when, when eight-year-olds beat their six-year-old brother in a game, they run around them in circles and go, Nani, 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 I beat you. It's not that kind of boasting that he's talking about. It is boasting of, I rejoice in this. This is what I pin my hopes to. This is what gives me joy. This is what my life is about. This is what I cherish. And James says, here is the thing to cherish. No matter what your possessions, no matter how many peas you have in this life, the thing to build your life on, the thing that your whole life should be about, your measure of success is the crown of life waiting for you in eternity. Who knows what opportunities COVID may rob you of in the future? It might be that your health is damaged by COVID. It might be that your job prospects in the near future, certainly people who are graduating this year, you may be graduating into a deep recession. Who knows? The one thing you can know is that beyond this life, you have the true measure of success. Don't waste your life pursuing something that may not even last to the end of this life. Spend your life pursuing the thing that will last to eternity. And now during COVID-19, make this the thing you boast about. Make this the thing that you talk to your friends about. During COVID-19, may this be the time, make this the time, where you talk more about Jesus than you do about self-isolation. Where you talk more about Jesus than you do about COVID. May everyone around you see that your life is not built on the peas and so you're not worried about what you're going to lose. Your life is built on Jesus and you can never lose him. Be the person who is out there during this time, who everyone see that you have a rock solid hope. Make this the thing you're bust about. I'm going to pray for that. Let's pray. A great God. We praise you that we have something to boast about that can never be taken from us. We have a crown of life won by Jesus as he gave his life for us. We thank you for Jesus' death on that cross, that he took every one of our sins and that he's given us eternal life. And as the foundations of the world fall around us, as our friends and our peers see their futures being damaged, we thank you that our, our future is secure. It's a crown of life. And we pray that we boast about that. We pray that everyone would see our hope. Give us a boldness now to speak words of life to our friends. We pray that as we speak to our friends on the other side of a screen, we would have a boldness that we've never had face to face. We pray that we would truly boast in our high position and invite them to come and join us. Amen.